The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid that read Dropper and Turn Wilson or his wheel. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid that read Dropper and Turn Wilson or his wheel. Wheel, 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 wheel. They unpissed. Wheel, 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 wheel. They unpissed. Okay, by the time we finish this, you're all going to be practicing magicians. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are covering every issue of Grant Morrison's new X-Men from 2001. Uh, we are in the middle of an arc. Riot at Xavier's is the name of it. <laughs> it and it's true that there are, there are cleaner ways to have said that sentence, but... The, well, let's go through and general, dissect yes. every one of your podcasts, Gary. How about that? Let's go do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if you've ever flubbed an intro before. Uh, I know. But yeah, we were in the middle of Riot at Xavier's. We're actually on part two. Uh, we are basically, we have some rebellious teenagers, uh, specifically Quentin Choir, that are all hopped up on the new mutant drug kick and are mm-hmm. challenging Xavier's ideas and have formed themselves a gang that they are calling the New Mutants. Um, yeah, or the, the, the new X-Men. The new X-Men, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The new mutants. AKA <laughs> also the Omega Gang. They kind of yes. go back and forth between those, those hey, two things. They're teens. They're allowed to have several names, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, teen, teen is a good time to try on some identity, and uh, they'll, they'll talk about that in this issue. Um, real, real good arc. We're going to be finishing up during this recording session and then starting the, uh, the next arc, which is also starts with a really good issue. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a fun sesh. The um the key here, I think, or not the key, but the the B plot going on is that Zorn has taken the um the loser class of the X- Xavier's Institute to a on a field trip, and um we're gonna talk about the cover for a little bit, and then we'll pick up with uh some of Zorn some some of some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, quietly uh, is back. Oh yeah, baby, and he he's he's been back for this arc, and he's doing some of his his best work. Yeah. Um, other than drawing Wolverine as Ultimate Wolverine with the uh, the violent femme style soul patch, I love it. I love it. I, just, <laughs> I struggle with it. Gotta say, there's the, uh, <laughs> there's a live yeah. concert uh, of from the Violent Femmes and from like the early '80s where the dude looks mm-hmm. a lot like this with the soul patch. And uh, as someone who's never seen those dudes live and like really likes a lot of that music, boy, is that mm-hmm. concert fucking fabulous. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, is is a violent feminine something? Uh, sure, the mashup band. Yeah, sure. Is that something? <laughs> it's like Lizzo's alternate ego, where she just uh, just smashes <laughs> when she just like releases diss tracks of Eminem and like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly or whoever the latest white rapper is. Okay. Um, the uh, the cover for this is actually really clever because it's like the cover for the issue, but it's a poster on the wall that has been graffitied over. Yeah, um, I think this is a cool cover. Yeah, I do too. For sure. Um, I, it's it's pretty basic in like this the composition of like the poster, but it still looks really really good. So yeah, um, yeah. So we'll get into it. Uh, when we last we left the special class uh, camping, the U Men, 
uh, we're kind of looking at them and we're going to check in on the U-Men uh, just because John Sublime got thrown out of a window. doesn't mean the cult ended. Like he still wrote this book that is hugely uh, influential and uh, we have this location. It just says U-Man central, uh, which I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a parking garage later. Um, but the, uh, and they are preparing to do a harvest. They're talking about how, uh, you know, when one of their U-Men dies from rejections, it is a joyous occasion because they all like, like vultures gather around him and claim parts of his body. Yes. Um, I love the question. Do we all get a bit of him or is it just the group leaders? Yeah. <laughs> so gross. So, it's, so nasty. <laughs> Bob wasn't pure enough for his implants, but we are. Yeah. So, so nasty. And they are literally um, like reading the, the John sublime's book during this, right? Like they have, they yeah. have all of the suits on like the, their, their fallen comrade is like naked in a tank and they're about to like cut him up. They're about to do an autopsy and steal all of his parts. Yeah. When, a Scooby-Doo van comes in and smashes it to the table, <laughs> smashes it to the yeah. wall. Well, what a good title splash. Yeah. This, this is, is so again, good. just like Quietly's action scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, I love this so much. Uh, knocking the corpse out of the thing. Uh, and this is the, uh, the, the Omega gang. This is the new X-Men. Yep. Um, coming out to fuck up a bunch of you men. Which like is, is kind of like, you know, Hey, where are the X-Men at <laughs> with some of this? Right. Like why are the X-Men not <laughs> hunting down all of these? <laughs> I mean, I, look, they don't have to murder them. I'm just saying, like, if there's a bunch of U-Men out there, why haven't they been hunting down the U-Men that are left yeah, over? Yeah, so. seems like you shouldn't leave the, the U-Men around. Exactly. Uh, and and again, the, this, uh, I, I mean, I feel like an idiot because the first time I read this arc, I didn't really put together the parallels that it's drawing and the kind of foreshadowing it's doing with Zorn, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the same story kind of happens here. The U-Men are the aggressors. But we'll get to that moment later where Zorn also is like, no, these guys got to go. You know, that is some really clever foreshadowing of these two characters, like having this character who is clearly coded to be acting inappropriately, uh, largely by the amount of eyeshadow he's wearing. Um, <laughs> and the, the uh, Quentin Quire, and, you know, he's the villain of this arc. But then we also have Zorn doing basically the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Later. Uh, and and Quentin Quire is basically saying, like, why do you even want to be like us? It's like, it's not easy. We get exterminated. Uh, we you, you, People murder our artists. You know, you, you cut out, you people cut out our organs and stick them in your own diseased bodies. And like our teachers teach us not to do anything about that. Like, why would you want to be us? Yeah. Yeah. There's this great, he, you know, he leans in and uh, the, the guy says, don't hurt me. Like, he's obviously scared. And he whispers in his ear, agree with me, which I, I love that touch. Like, it's very sadistic. Mm hmm. Um, they, they pull off his mask. He's, you know, he's saying, this is my religion. I can't breathe uh, air until it's perfect. Please. This is really serious. And we get this little, uh, combo, uh, move that, uh, the first time we see it where, uh, redneck whose hands turn into a, like a kind of a heater get really hot, uh, melts bits of glob Herman's, uh, wax skin, this bio paraffin. And basically like, I don't know, like the pretty nasty, Pours yeah. molten wax all over this guy's face to burn his face off. Presume, I mean, like creates the the nun from Blasphemous, right? <laughs> like this is yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. doing. <laughs> the you man of the charred visage. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what if we had an X Men themed Blasphemous? What if Gary like oh, man. Re- remove the church, <laughs> yeah. install Xavier in the top of that, and just like recreate Blasphemous, but with X Men characters? And oh, I would be here for way it. Into it. <laughs> way into it. Way into it. Um, um, and I like, I like, like, as this is all happening, Quentin is, of course, giving a villain speech. And he's like, you know, you're not a religion. You're a cannibal freak who met some like minded losers in a CD chat room and proceeded to do it yourself, create a do it yourself species using pieces of my people. Like, he's got a kind of a yeah. righteous indignation thing happening. 
Queen's totally got a point. Like the human are the most 4chan of anything that's ever shown up in the X-Men. So it's true. You know, he's, he's, he's basically right. Like they are a Reddit group. Um, if Reddit had been around when this art came out, I'm sure that that would have been part of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, nice little segue, you know, as they're uh, uh, melting this guy's face off, incredibly dark, we cut over to a laptop where uh, other U-Men are asking for guidance because these are the U-Men that have stumbled upon the special class. Yep. And this is um, U-Man Patrol, uh, calling U-Man Central. I don't just find that very funny. Um, yeah. But of course, they're not responding and like, and the guys in the woods are like, oh, that was that funeral. Um, and they're, they're spying on Beak and Angel literally having sex in the woods and talking about how disgusting it looks and how gross it is. Yeah, um, it's like the Discovery Channel. Like These, these things yeah. are subhuman to them, these, these, uh, these mutants. Yeah, and, and like some really gross descriptions, like the chicks wobbling like a rubber glove filled with milk. It just, ew. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Like just the Pretty middle nasty. picture of that, not even talking about Angel, but just like literally a glove filled with milk just really like sets my teeth on edge. Yeah. Imagine like, shaking that hand. No. Oh. You reach out oh, and then God. like uh. <laughs> the milk's warm. We're <laughs> um, cold. It's got to be how it feels good. to like how to shake like Reed Richards hand, right? Like or plastic oh, man. man, like you just, and he just squeezes it and it's like, Ugh. all of a sudden uh, Stephen Colbert starts talking to you with that voice. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> well, until he quits because uh, the Venture Brothers is beneath him. Sure. Yeah. Oh, what a dick. Um, the, uh, so they're watching this. They can't get an answer from you, man central. They they chalk it up to the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say like, Hey, I just checked the website. Uh, it is our right and duty to harvest these mutants. And importantly, the younger, like, the better. Uh, they say Master John told them that. So maybe giving us a clue that Sublime is is not quite maybe as dead as we thought he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we cut over to Angel and Beak. They're clothed, but it is canonical that they have fucked. Yes. Uh, here. They put their clothes back on and she's kind of grinding him. And Beak is, uh, you know, it's basically like that when you nut, but she keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she says, please stop. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. You're coming on too strong. Also refractory periods. Like I understand we're young, but you have to understand this. It's real. <laughs> yeah. I've got, you've got to give it me at least the two minutes, right? Like I'm third. I'm, I'm like yeah. 16 right now. It only takes two yeah. minutes, but I it's need my 120 seconds. <laughs> but, but it, it, yeah, if it doesn't, it doesn't feel good for a second. It feels really bad. Like <laughs> it's just biology. Um, and then I, I love this thing because he's like, you know, please, like, where's, where is all the romance? Like, what if somebody catches us out here? And she's like, nobody's ever going to even come out here. Like, what is it? And then at, at that point, like a spotlight shines on him and Beak just goes, thank God. <laughs> I, I love that moment so much. This is, this is, a you know, Beak again, MVP, very funny, absolutely uh, funny arc, you know, uh, there. So we cut over to the campfire from where they've snuck, uh, snuck by, um, Basilisk again, another MVP. Uh, saying, you know, Mr. Zorin, I saw you sneaking a peek at no girl's sexy fat butt just a moment previous. I love just a moment previous. Like the kind of right after sexy butt. fat butt. <laughs> like it's yeah, a good combination um, of, of just a of, few whiffins of... past. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the um, kids are asking Zorin, like, what are we going to do now that we're out here? And he's like, we, we are with this is us doing things like I thought we would meditate or yeah. we would learn something about ourselves. But, and he brings off the jackass sign that he's been wearing since they left the school. And he's like, I can't tell if you were trying to be funny or if you're trying to be cruel. And, uh, it's and a course, sad moment. Like it's a, it's yeah. a, you know, it is actually like legitimately kind of sad. And then Basilisk undercuts it, of course, <laughs> with the yeah. meditate. Uh, doesn't that make you blind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, you know, and this awkward, uh, sad moment of like letting down a teacher who is idealistic, mm-hmm. which is a pretty relatable and horrible feeling. Um, gets interrupted by uh beacon angel yelling that they're human and running away from yes. the human. 
Uh, and this causes this huge mass panic. Uh, Martha starts trying to fly away in her anti-grav thing. Um, she's the brain in the jar on a leash. Like, you know, the U-men cut away her bar- body. She's frightened. And the U-men just use their awesome, you know, uh, razor gun mm-hmm. thing. And one of them just says harvest and shoots these razors out. Uh, notably hitting, um, what's the gas dude's name? I've already forgotten. Dummy. Dummy. Uh, yeah. Dummy, who is basically in like a scuba suit, but is, <laughs> and, and is like a sentient gas. Uh, it cuts. Maybe he didn't get to choose his own uh code name uh, i mean sure who knows <laughs> it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm a sentient gas so they call me fuckwit it's <laughs> 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 so, so weird uh, maybe he just really likes dumb and dumber right like maybe he was yeah, just like I, sure I, let's get into it i like this jim carrey joint um, yeah, like, but his his um, suit gets clipped so like he's his, yeah. his he's gonna be uh leaking gas for the rest of the issue yeah yep yep um, you know, uh, everyone's, uh, freaking out. Angel is like showing her expertise. Like, I know these guys, they'll kill you like stomping on a roach. Like she knows they're serious business. Uh, Zorn says, leave the equipment, go and tells the kids to run. Yeah. And they run until they get to the side of a cliff where Zorn tells them, uh, we don't need to run anymore. You stay here. I'm going to go like deal for this, but wait for me. And, uh, when he's gone, yeah. the kids kind of have to, to learn to fend for themselves. And uh, out of nowhere, Beak is kind of taking the leadership role and trying to get some stuff together. Like she won't, he wants angel to come to go fly for help. And he's like trying to get basically everybody organized so that they could possibly fight back, which is like out of character for Beak, but a cool character moment for Beak. Oh yeah. Like he's showing a little bit of leadership because he pays attention in class and he's a nerd. You know, he's talking about that. You know, they teach us this in assembly. Um, you know, the, uh, dummy's making this hissing noise. Um, he, he's escaping and it smells bad. You know, Beak's like, Oh, that, that stink. It smells like egg and Parmesan cheese. And Basco's like, no, that's dummy. Um, you know, the smell is him escaping the air. He's an intelligent gas. Basilisk calls him a smart fart uh, here. Cause that, that's Basilisk. But, uh, is it, but is it home kit compatible is my question. Can I use my iPhone yeah, to control it? it? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the, uh, the internet of dummy. Um, the, uh, so, you know, Basilisk questions is like, Hey, you know, why are you the leader? Like who made you the leader? He's like, you did it by not doing anything. You guys make me look like the X-Men, <laughs> you know? Like, and I love Basilisk's um, response of like, we're supposed to be yeah. the losers. That's the point of us. Like, that's why we're here. And, and I love, because like, there's no way that's true. Like, do I look like a loser? And then there's just a, in the middle of this panic is a moment of, of like a yeah. pause where everybody looks at him and he's like, you know what? Never mind. Okay, fine. Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Uh, Basilisk, you know, you're never going to be X-Men material. Angel's here because she likes the taste of finger licking frozen chicken, you know, basically. And, uh, you know, Beak is like, well, I, you know, I don't know what to do. Go get help. Uh, Angel sends Angel to go fly away. Angel can fly now. And uh, uh, Dummy is continually to leak more, and he's begging for help. Like, please help me. I don't want to leak away. And uh, I love Vasquez's lines. Like, I never saw a human fart die in front of me anymore. But but Beak yeah. has the 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 with a winning answer, which is to use a condom to hold it up to to you know stop this leaking from it from this cut. Yeah. And he's just like, aha. And everyone's just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I, I, again, like just earlier when the Stepford cuckoos um, were talking about uh, their, their sister who died, you know, who had sex with uh, stuff. And she's like, you know, she's, she's uh, she has had sex before though. Unlike we, you know, it's, it's kind of like centers that I think Graham Morrison is good at writing the teens, mm-hmm. you know, like a teen, you know, having sex as a teen, pretty impressive, you know, Cool yeah. thing to do. No, absolutely. Uh, everyone, yeah, everyone's everyone's psyched for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, fr- from the woods, a U-man approaches and uh, and Basilisk notices, but first says like, you know, which 
if I save us, what what do I get out of it? You know, which one of you yeah. will be my bride? And uh, uh, I can't. Why am I so bad with names today? Uh, my Martha, Martha, or Ernst. Yeah, Ernst yeah. says that uh, Martha is saying like, "Oh, no girl will go on a date with you. Like, if you go do all of this stuff, like you could go, you could use that." And sure yeah. enough, he walks over and uses his power, which uh, seems to be just like a blast of energy of some kind, like some sort of light. Yeah, it freezes people. It's a blast of light that he has in his head. We didn't really talk about Basilisk, but he's got this like where his eye should be is this huge, ridiculous hole. Um, and he's he's very deformed and kind of mutated, looks kind of ugly. Um, you know, so he takes out the the U-Man who's uh, approaching them. We cut over uh, just a great cut. I love the uh, the facial work here. Because, like Frank Whiteley is a wonderful artist of Angel looking at in horror at something with fire reflected in her eyes. And you see this dialogue and um, we find out this is Zorn. Um, you know, sometimes the teacher must leave to make room for learning. And he starts kind of doing this breakfast or the breakfast club kind of thing. Like Beak dreamed of respense or respect. Ernst could find no one to be responsible for. Baskell's had no focus for his energy for dummy. There's no community. And for you, angel, this will be our secret. And one of my favorite panels and, you know, in the run is Zorn turning around and doing the shh to angel. Uh, and what we see behind him is that he has just absolutely slaughtered these you men. Yes. Like flip their truck. They're all dead horribly on the ground. His helmet that is holding on to the star in his mind is literally smoking. Like it's steam is yeah. coming off of the back and off and out of the eyes. And the, the shush motion is a great panel. And then the, this will be our secret is yeah. like the way that it's in shadow. Like his teeth look like he has this giant, like rictus of a smile with like these jack o' scary. Teeth. Yeah. It's terrifying, yeah. dude. And, and like yeah. that's right next to angel's face where she's like, yes sir like that's the yeah. most respect she's shown anybody at xavier's this far right it's crazy. exactly you know and this is the person like two pages ago we were sad because he was not getting you know the kumbaya moment he wanted um it, this is really good really good foreshadowing really good kind of just like giving you a creeping sense of unease around zorn yeah what if what if he's not what he says he is like would it everything we know outright about Zorn up to this point is like, he wouldn't do this at all. Like he wouldn't hurt a fly. He's, yeah, he's dedicated he's his life to peace and he's a healer. So like, yeah. what is this? Like, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, we go you back know. over to the, to the kids and, um, Basilis is super excited to, uh, learn that no girl thinks that she, he, he has, he has a nice smile. Um, yeah. and beak is like, Hey, we've got to take care of this. You man. Like he froze the, you man, but that's not going to be enough and go picks up a giant rock and just smashes his head in. Like it's going to be like, th- that looks vicious. Oh yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's real violent. Like somebody has to break the helmet like an egg and stun this guy. Uh, there's no stun. You know, he crushed him. It's a huge thing. And this, like, again, nice kind of moment where Basquiat is smiling and saying, huh, nice smile. You know, just feeling some self-esteem. Like, it's really nice. Another um, uh, just fun teenage moment of Beak saying, like, Mr. Summers is going to sue you for stealing the copyright to his <laughs> to his yeah, power. Like, cheap, cheap copy of Cyclops. Very nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Real good. Uh, Zorn and Angel come back. Um, they're like, you know, we caught one. Uh, Martha said she sent a mind alarm, mind alarmed Miss Frost. And he just says, basically, like, I'm very proud of you. The U-Men will leave you alone. Um, and they, you know, are probably thinking that, uh, you know, that, that, that Zorn went and talked him down. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's Zorn. But Angel knows the truth. Yes. And um, uh, 
Bessalus says like, Hey, maybe you can now, or, or like, you know, I'd like to meet my new girl, my fiance. Um, and yeah. <laughs> notably like, and I thought this was really weird. Uh, Zorda's like, Oh, I was searching all the way, all the wrong frequencies for you. There you are. Like kind of implying that she does exist and is not just a joke after all, or just playing along with Basilisk because who cares? Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's ambiguous at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like no girl maybe shows up later in X-Men stuff, but like here it is ambiguous and there's a very touching panel. This rescue helicopter shows up and Zorn puts his hands on, on Basilisk and Beak's shoulders and says, welcome to the special class. Yeah. No girl. Like it's very sweet. Uh, Um, Back at the school, uh, they're talking, they're waiting for open day to, uh, to, or to happen. I guess they're all about to go out or something. I'm not really sure what the, what they're doing because everybody is super dressed up at this point in in kind of an unusual way. So I don't know what's, what's it's like a gala. Okay. You know, I think it's like a pre-open day gala. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but the, a jar night. the Stepford Cuckoos are there and uh, they're it, Beast asks them like, why is your hair done up with like this, like heart st- this hairstyle that I keep seeing? And they respond like Quentin is the one responsible for setting the trend and we're just keeping up with it. But we don't want to talk about him. Like he's, we, we are sh- for sure thinking that he's going to disrupt open day somehow. Yeah. He's a particularly unpleasant boy with BO, <laughs> you know, and you know, Quentin is no longer putting on deodorant. Oh, now definitely not. Like if he was before, like big question. Yeah. Mark. And who knows? <laughs> yeah. Like he, that would be beneath him before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Xavier says like, we've, we've been wise to trust your intuitions before. Where is he? I'd like to speak to him. Um, they try to get, uh, you know, uh, they say like, Hey, was he in your precognition class today, Emma? And Emma's like, Oh, you know, sorry, excuse me. I was miles away spacing out because she's in the psychic realm making out with Scott Summers. Hell yeah. Psychic makeouts. Yeah. Uh, so psychic makeouts in the helicopter like zorn is like hey scott are you okay you're like not talking and your dick is rock hard is everything cool he's <laughs> <laughs> scanning the frequencies of this ball in your pan um mm. and scott's like oh yeah I, I was i'm just a little out of it i'm miles away like using the same kind of thing yeah. um i love yeah. the shot of emma in the back seat of the car as they're like driving to this gala because she just looks like she's about to have an orgasm like she's looked like somebody she's sitting on top of a sibian or something like it's nuts <laughs> yeah this is uh this is weird rusting horny face emma and all the girls like this is the foreshadowing the uh the cuckoos do not like this no not at they're all. all staring at her you know um xavier's still oblivious to all of that uh you know the idea of an anti-human protest tomorrow is unthinkable we're trying to attract human students the you know, last thing we need is some lunatic movement arising to fill the ideological void left by the death of Magneto. Um, yes. Again, foreshadowing. Um, we cut to later after the gala or what have you. And uh, Xavier is walking back to his room. Thank you for a very enjoyable and amusing evening. I'll be shutting down my thoughts until tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Siri. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Talk like a human. Jesus. Um, he walks into his office where he has been ambushed by the, uh, the Omega gang. We're all yes. standing around ball bat in the head, mm-hmm. you know, fucked up. Um, and there, there's a, you know, again, great dialogue here. Like Glob Herman's like, so what happens when the X-Men turn up to kick our asses? And he's like, bring them on. We have all night to prepare. Radiant says, well, Wolverine's all yours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Quentin has like reversed engineered Magneto's helmet. And instead of, uh, creating it so that instead of the helmet keeping thoughts out which is what magneto used it for it's keeping all of xavier's thoughts in so he can't use his telekinetic abilities uh and then he goes into a a big long villain speech basically saying like we have to do it magneto's way and exterminate the entire human race 
and we're going to do it in front of the cameras. We're going to wait till you open up your school and we're going to do it there. And that's when they start breaking into the X-Men labs and Tattoo is like, I smell kick. Like they're just going straight for the drugs. Yep. 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 And the idea that Magneto's helmet would stop professor Xavier from using his powers is really clever. And I'm surprised it hasn't shown up. Me too. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a real clever like use of, especially because of Quentin's like adoration of Magneto. Yeah. Just being able to like, Oh, I bet. I wonder if this will work. And it also kind of a sign that like Quentin does have a lot of potential. Like he's a really smart kid. Like he's, he actually, I mean like he could be like a super smart kid and could has the potential to be a hero and help people. Uh, but he's just on drugs and has, and has, and has some ideas on drugs and has a, uh, has having an identity crisis. Mm hmm. Uh, Over the next day, uh, next day it's open day. Yes, yeah. uh, they are. Uh, everybody is walking towards the school when Quentin makes his announcement that they have taken Professor X hostage, hostage and uh, they are hijacking the corrupt and reactionary Xavier Institute. Uh, yeah, we, we demand they nothing less me. than year zero for mutant kind. Try the humans for their crimes. Schools out. Riot. Yep, and that's the end of the issue. Yeah. So great moment. Um. Really cool issue. Again, like I love the special class stuff. Um, it's touching and cool. Yes, it's very wow. good. And uh, again, like we we've poured a lot of sugar on this arc, uh, and I think like it just keeps getting better. Like we're I think we're four. This is three out of five, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah. and it's just like everything is escalating in a really good way. And we mentioned this, I think, the, in the last episode the stakes are still pretty small here. Like he's talking about exterminating the human race, but he's doing it where in a, like a, with an audience of about 50 people max. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not getting, he's not interrupting a national broadcast to, to, to talk about and, and like, or break it into the nuclear mountain base or anything. Like he's just telling Wait. this, like the, the, like the people that are showing up to this, like, event at Xavier Institute. It's a very teenage rebellion, right? Like, and the X-Men handle it. You know, this is this is the X-Men themselves are not in danger throughout this. And we're going to see that mostly in the next issue. Right. But because they had this blind spot and let this fester, there are huge consequences. Yeah. You know, lives are lost because this again, you know, I keep saying it, but like this is not the kind of conflict the X-Men are equipped to deal with. Not at all. Um, You know, they can they can put put it down and they do handily, you know, but it's that's not the goal, you know, and again, plays in these larger themes of this issue of like the old way of doing things for the X-Men is not correct. You know, the X-Men have to start thinking of new solutions. They have to be the new X-Men in every way, not just in terms of like style and fashion and, and things like that, but also like their approach to problem solving. And this is a really great arc for underlining that theme that like the old, you know, let's punch the bad guys until they stop being bad guys uh, is dumb, you know, and is not, uh, is outmoded. Yes. And uh, and like to bring and especially like the fact that like a student of Xavier's like a promising student of Xavier's is the one to kick this catalyst off because it just kind of underlines the the limitations in Xavier's thinking sometimes where he's so convinced that his method is the the one true way that it's really, really difficult for him to change his mind and and do something new. Like like think about it, like the biggest thing that they the biggest motivation he's had to change anything was his like dead twin sister coming back from the alien property cloud that she lived in <laughs> yeah. and killing 16 million people. Like I'm just saying it takes a while to get through Xavier's skull, right? Yeah. Z- Xavier's a little slow <laughs> yeah. for, for all of his qualities. Uh, he's a little slow. Um, yeah. So th- thanks for listening. Yeah. This episode. If you want to support um, the show, the best way to do it is, 
patreon.com slash TV. You can give us a couple of bucks there. Uh, it goes a long way to supporting uh, this show and the network in general. You also get a lot of cool stuff from it. You can get episodes early. You can get exclusive content. You can get access to the Slack channel. Just all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah. de- definitely go and check our- it out. Yep. The other thing you can do is ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are very appreciated. Uh, telling your friends, tweeting about it, blogging about it, all that stuff. We really appreciate you. We just got a really nice review in today, as a matter of fact. I saw That's it this nice. morning, and it said that he, nice they job. were extremely happy with the new format change. So thank you for that feedback, person whose name That's I great. forgot as soon as I read it. Yeah, the, uh, well, you know, it's okay. Uh, and I did not read your review. I've had to cut myself off. But I still appreciate it. <laughs> it still helps, even if I don't read them. We'll be back in a couple of days with more Riot at Xavier's.